Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here with a Sunday edition of Oilers Live. It's been a couple weeks since we've gone on on the air. Lots of things happening. Lots happening in oil country. Of course, the Oilers playoffs are starting tomorrow night, so we figured we better get on here quickly and do a playoff preview uh, before we miss the opportunity. I've got as my guest tonight uh, Mr. Dash, Dash in the Park on Twitter. Welcome, Dash. Been a while. Good to see you. It's been a minute, buddy. It's been a minute. Good to see you, too. Yeah, it's been, uh, it seems like forever since, uh, well, I, you know what? I haven't missed two episodes in ages. And so, uh, you know what? It's good to be back for a bit. It's a lot of weeks I talk to you more than I talk to my wife, so I miss you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm fun to talk to once in a while. Uh, welcome, everybody. Of course, we're on uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, you name it, we're there. Uh, just let you know, if you are on Twitter and you want to be part of the chat, we don't get the um, the Twitter chat notifications. So if you can, why don't you just join us on Facebook? Go to youtube.ca slash heavy hockey, and you'll find us there on Facebook. Watch us live there, and you can... Tune in on the chat. We maybe if you haven't hit subscribe while you're there, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So, I mean, when people, we could bore people with what we've been doing for the last two weeks, but uh, let's not do that. Let's talk a little bit of hockey tonight. What do you think? Yeah, we can do that. I, uh, I'm on a show with a good guy because it's not like you're known to want to talk a lot on your own show but i've been uh, <laughs> losing my voice a little bit throughout the day because of what i did last night you'll see i'm rocking a new hat here my uh my boy uh brian trombley he was on the show you remember we did the colorado show the one time he's a, yeah you bet he's got a band and we went out and watched him and uh, another friend of mine Derek, kind of our hockey group to watch uh some rock and roll last night so yeah i've got a lack of a voice you'll have to carry me for the first time ever <laughs> yeah yeah well we'll see what we can do uh we got jeff hello from brandon manitoba go nice. oilers all the way baby feeling like um you Derek know from I, the unbuttoned course, shirts is from manitoba yeah. by the way that's right that's right i feel like you know it's been a while uh well i mean every year you go through this but it's just a different feel this year what do you say What's Body it like? What's feel. it like in the hometown right now? What's it's it like buzzing. in oil country? It's buzzing, yeah. It's yeah. it's a different feeling. I think there's uh, there's a lot more promise and a lot less doubt. There's been a lot of problems and potential issues that have been solved, right? Like what were all of our biggest risks going into this year? Well, you know, at some point in time, we've got to shore up the defense and make sure we get some consistent goaltending and get some depth scoring and. Right, buddy? Like, check, check, check. You know, we're, we're, as, we're as set as we ever could be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is a team that, um, you know, I don't, I don't remember finishing the season like this in a very long time. Uh, we've got our friend uh, Angel coming in from uh, L.A. Go Kings Go already awesome. in the chat. That's all right. You're welcome here. We know, uh, you know. We'll welcome you here, and then you it's friendly fire. Out. Yeah, so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far. Might get ugly later, Angel, as we get going. We've already, um, you know, there's lots going on on Twitter, of course. Lots of people chirping both ways. This could be the new rivalry, right? L.A. and and Edmonton. I mean, this is, um, you know, to go seven games last year and have it finish the way it does. I mean, it, uh, and, and it carried on through to the end of the season, right? I mean, there wasn't a lot, a lot of love loss uh, when oh. uh, McDavid hit uh, Anderson there, right? Um, oh, you know, there was um, revenge on, on the brain for that one, for sure. Yeah, it makes, um, you know, it makes for a great series. It's going to be uh, going to be a ton yeah. of fun. Uh, but the biggest difference is, and uh, the Kings are going to figure this out pretty quick, is, is this is a healthy team. 
this year. This is a healthy team. This is a tougher team than LA's ever come up against with an Oilers drop on the front of their jersey, buddy. This is, you know what? Like, I'm going to boldly say this. I'm not sure the Kings want to play that style with you, Oilers. Honestly, I, I think if you want to go seven games and play rough and tough with, I don't want that to happen because we need longevity through the playoffs, but I'm not scared of that. Well, it's considerably a, a bigger team. I mean, you got Bugstad, you got Deharnay, you've got Costin, you've got uh, Ekholm. I mean, this don't is miss a... the most important one of all, man. And Who's then the scrum stopper, Kane. Yeah. What did he do to Taychuk last year? What did I in our private chat? What did I say he did to Doughty in that game versus the Kings? Yeah, Doughty turned around to do what Doughty does and start chirping, and you could see it on his face. And as soon as he turned around and saw it was Kane, it was like, oh, 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 let me just go skate to the corner and watch the play up on the big screen. You know, he stopped Taychuk in his tracks in that Flames series with one comment. Taychuk gave him the money fingers, and Kane said whatever he said back, and he didn't, Taychuk didn't get another point for the rest of the fucking series. Okay. Kane got yep. seven goals in seven games. Kane led the playoffs in scoring in 15 games played last season, man. Well, and you'll recall, Playoff I mean, it was one of the last episodes we did before uh, before we took a little bit of a break. But, um, you know, it was probably one of his worst games. And ever since, he's turned it up. Like, he's been firing the puck. He's, he's involved. This is Kane's he's, season he's, right um, now, man. Yeah. He's doing well. Plus to Harney. I can't wait to see what to Harney does. He might be as cheap as Gator with his stick. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if anybody could be, but he gives he gives Jason Smith a run for the amount of cross checks he throws per minute per 60. It's not All fun right. to be in front of that Oilers net anymore, man. Yeah. No, that's um hundred percent, right? I mean the defense is considerably different, right? I think. I mean, well, you know, is it? I mean, it is. I mean, it is different. Ekholm makes a big difference. I mean, we haven't had a a player like Ekholm on the back end for a long time. He takes he takes minutes away from Nurse, which hasn't been done for a very long time. And we're getting offense out of him, which is, um, you know, unexpected, right? Like, um, yep. you know, and he's um, he's just so solid. And then and then there's the uh, Bouchard piece. Right, giving uh, Bouchard a little bit of coverage and and maybe mentoring him to uh, be a better defensive player all around. And I think a guy like Ekholm, he just games? yeah, he just I plays can't. smart, right? Like he knows he knows Bouchard's not maybe not the best defensive defenseman out there, so he you know he plays a little bit different, right? Um, he sure lets him play offense maker. though, right? Oh, Bouchard's yeah. had nineteen points in twenty-one games or something like that since that home showed up. I think Are we missing Barry? We missing Tyson? Hey, how, how worried was everybody? What's well, going to happen to the power play if we lose Tyson Barry? What I actually even happened? We're is, on that uh, bandwagon for wanting Bouchard on the power play earlier than he ever was. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to be right because he made the best power play in the history of the universe even better. And he, um, you know, he added a shot, right? Like that, uh, that wrister. It's not even the Bush bomb that's been killing teams. It's that wrister. It he's awkward, got, a, yeah. He's got a awkward angles accuracy, right? For sure. Yeah, a little fake to to McDavid. I mean, these guys have been rolling. Obviously, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. I think it's going to be a war. I give LA uh, all respect. I don't think it's anybody to take lightly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking at this Kings lineup, right? I mean, who are you most worried about? Where are you most worried about the defense? Are you most worried about, uh, you know, guys like um, Kopitar or Fiala? What's your, uh, what do you think? What are you thinking right now? Like, I, I think, I think they're all something to worry about. I, I, you know, it's not like Kopitar's passed his prime, but I do think the torch has been passed to Dano. Um, you know, there's a, there's some balanced scoring in that lineup. I think there's five guys that can score in any time. And if they've got health or Fiala playing on that third line, it's, uh, it we're, we're both going to have to roll four lines, I think, in order to probably have the type of matchups that we need. And I don't know, it, I, I, the defense, nah, they're, I don't think Doughty's in his prime anymore. You know, I remember Doughty that used to control the Olympics and 
you know, oh, after 40 yeah. minutes, me thinking, how the hell has Drew Doughty been our best player when this is the fucking Olympics? And he just was. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, Doughty's a hell of a defense. With that kind of pedigree, I, yeah. you can't count him out, man. Yeah, and they added a little bit of size with Gavrikov, of course, back there. I mean, they've got a good decor. Corpusalo's right? had the yeah. Oilers number historically, although, you know, maybe we dispelled that in the recent games but recent i don't know i don't think the oilers fear anybody with all due respect to kings fans and angel and whoever else wants to listen yeah i mean this is a different lineup right than uh than we've had i mean we were and we noticed it down a stretch right like it's not just one guy anymore it's not just uh mcdavid not that i think it ever was i mean i think that's you know a cop-out on uh you know why you lost to the oilers but it's certainly a little bit, there's, well, not even a little bit more depth. There's a lot more depth. And you add Ryan McLeod back into the lineup. And I've been, you know, as you know, I've always been a big fan of McLeod. And uh, and you got him playing fourth line, right? I mean, that's the, guy, that's the guy you want playing fourth line, right? And Derek Ryan's been an absolute beast at the second half of the season for, for a guy that, you know, there was a point in the year where I thought maybe he was done. Right. There were a couple yeah. times where he just looked like, but no, he just, um, of course, he's the uh, Oilers nominee for the uh, Billy Masterson. Right. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the acquisition of Bugstad really allowed us to put McLeod in a place where he can um, thrive as well. Right. And, and as well as Bugstad got this unfound chemistry very quickly with Costin and um, Janmark. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you put that fourth line of Bugstad, Janmark, and Costin together, and cheapers, man, like that might be one of the best fourth lines in hockey. And Janmark's flying now, right? Like you well, watch it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's unfair yeah. that we have to keep relying on Janmark to score these two goal games for us just to be able to stay <laughs> in the hunt. It's just been unfair. It's unfair to Matthias. <laughs> It is, uh, no, it's been fun to watch, right? I mean, it's been, um, you know, of course, anytime your team is going to go uh, nine wins that's to right, finish Jeff. the season, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, um, you know, it's fun to watch. There's, there's, um, you know, I mean, it's still the playoffs. Anything can happen, but, you know, mm -hmm. everybody, every player that you've ever heard quoted say, you know, you, you want to go in hot into the playoffs. And um, there's no hotter <laughs> team than the Oilers right now, 9-0-1 in their last... 10 uh finishing it right through to the right through the last game everybody making their milestone last 10 i think they were right. undefeated in their last 15 or 16 or something I'm undefeated in regulation the yeah yeah best team in the nhl since march 12th january best. 11th best team in the nhl in the nhl yeah there you go yeah i think it's something like 756 uh, i just i saw that. a tweet from i saw a tweet from stoffer on he did, um, <clears throat> it was since the game, and you'll remember this clearly as well, Michael, because you and I went to watch that Buffalo game together. I carried on, of course, as you know, and went to Boston and carried that road streak. Um, since then, we came back on the way through, and I had to watch, with disdain, I had to watch the Oilers put it you know, lose against the Leafs while they gave up a touchdown <laughs> yep. in the Toronto Pearson airport, listening to obnoxious Leafs fans surrounding me. Since that loss, Stoffer posted since March 12th record in the NHL 12-0-1. So that would have been on the ninth. So two games since then. So 13-1-1. First in points percentage, first in goals for third in goals against first in power play percentage second in penalty kill percentage first in the nhl in penalty kill or uh goals from the penalty kill dry first in scoring mcdavid was third in scoring in the league and nuge was fourth in the league although i've looked that up since and i think they're like first fourth and seventh or something since march 12th but then i went back even further since you said to the beginning of the uh, calendar year and nuge Mc Dry and McDavid are all in the top seven in scoring. Yeah, since January first, like, it is. Uh, it's unbelievable, right? Bring it on. Um, yeah, LA's got to stay out of the box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, 
and that's and that's it, right? I mean, the um, of course, playoffs are a whole different uh, different ball game. I mean, you, they do have to stay out of the box, and and um, you know, the officiating is going to have a big part to play in these playoffs for the Oilers. With uh, with a power play like that, there were times this uh, in the second half of the season where I thought the um, it was starting to look like the officials were putting a putting a whistle away when it came to the Oilers, and then uh, they picked it up near the near the back half and uh and so you know i mean uh, we'll see i mean game one you know usually gives us a bit of an indication of how they're going to call the series pretty exciting i mean tomorrow night what do you think you know as we're talking about this game one well all the games 8 30 mountain time right like that were what is it 8 20 yeah i mean what is the Same deal it's always been no, it's, it's not. Not eight. No, it wasn't. Oh, it's eight oh eight or whatever. If it's gonna be an eight start, uh, but, you know. But now they throw a video in there and a montage, and God, they'll probably put Mike Durst's hype video in there at the beginning of games, and that's gonna you know push us back to about eight twenty. But it's always been the eight o'clock start out west, man. Always. It's good. Get the kids to bed and can watch live. I don't have to worry about recording anything. Having to catch up. I like it. Yeah, but this is um you're talking the uh one of the best teams in hockey since the beginning of the year, if not the best team. I did just see a tweet from Jack Osborne since January eleventh. And half the country's asleep by the time they get it they start. It's the playoffs. Everybody's important. They're back to back to games. Stop being a homer. No, it's not a homer thing at all. I mean, it it is a uh, it's a it's a marketing thing. I can't believe the um, NHL would do this. It's going to be eight, I think eight twenty local time before uh, Mountain Time, eleven twenty in Atlantic Canada. And if you I lived think- in Toronto, where the traffic is ninety minutes each way, you're cool with a five thirty or six o'clock start time. Just so that they're the rest overlapping of the as it see. is. They're well, overlapping as it is. You got to be able to get to the games wherever you live, too. They're overlapping as it is. So you start the Toronto games at the same time. That's like the game starting at 5.30 or 6 here. Like, there's going to be there's going to be 30,000 no, people at, downtown, you the game man. At you seven like you normally do. Ah, I'm good with it. You asked me my opinion. You're being a homer, and I'm yeah. good with it. I think a lot you know, of people like My opinion don't have me on the show 42 times, yeah. right? Well, I just think you're wrong. <laughs> You're allowed to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much. I mean, that's why I have you on the show because <laughs> I like to be right. <laughs> that's why I did a show with Dursa for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. Uh, all right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so we got Monday night, Wednesday. Oilers uh, shift to uh, LA on the Friday and the Sunday. How big is the first game in the series? Oilers come out. If they come out slow, Corpus Allo maybe. How big know. is it? It's a big because it's a playoff game and it's one of your 16 wins you need to hoist the chalice, but it's it's not do or die by any stretch, that's for sure. I mean, you got to get out of Edmonton with at least a split. If you get out of Edmonton 2-0, and then even better. But nobody panics if you lose game one yeah yeah i think when we lost a game one to the flames they put up a touchdown on us in game one yeah yeah. never looked back yeah i was never worried about that one i don't know i didn't have a sense of worry in that flame series no i mean anytime you go to a game seven you're going to be worried about um sure (laughs) we got that's a bad bounce Kirk says Homer. Kirk's calling yeah, me a Homer. Homer. Yeah, goddamn right. Call me a Homer. For those of you that don't know, Kirk's some boy. jackass on YouTube one time <laughs> got on here. I think actually, I think it was playoffs last year. And uh, Angel, we love you. Thanks for uh, showing up to the podcast. Angel's a uh, LA Kings fan, and he's here. Sometimes he's chirping, sometimes he's not, but he's still a good guy. Um, but some guy came in last, last year and started calling me a homer. (laughs) It's kind of stuck. And, uh, 
Well, it's hey. a t-shirt if we ever get there. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever get there, we'll do that. Michael's on All right. There. So look, we got uh, lots of things happening. Um, Skinner, obviously playing is uh, playing out of his mind, like in the last part here, right? Like this is a team, you know, the one of the, one of the things that I really love about the back stretch there, you know, early, early January, I remember getting chirped from some friends, you know, like the Oilers aren't going to, uh, Oilers aren't going to score their way through the playoffs. Right. And, um, you know, there were a couple times where, you know, well, lots of times actually we're winning six, four games. And I think in this, like the last, what, 15, 16 games, the Oilers, especially in that, like that Boston game, they came from behind to win. You were at that. I mean, you got a team now that has won every way in the league. Not only do you got a guy that scored every which way that he can score, but you've got a team now that has won every way. Back-to-back shutouts, one-goal games, two-goal games, low-scoring, high-scoring. From behind in the first, from behind in the third. Absolutely. I mean, Tough games. It's hard not to get excited, right? It's hard not to get excited. You know, I mean, this is um, everything you're reading. In fact, uh, there are, I would say that people started to notice the Oilers just when they, when they uh, got into Boston. That's when, that's when I noticed a change with the Eastern media. That's when Kevin Bieksa told me at the airport in Toronto, based on the way they've played this week, they are my pick to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So that's like your time right there, right? When I was coming scares back. me when analysts start picking the Oilers for stuff. Uh, Angel says, Kings will be your biggest test. I definitely love the con- confidence. I like that you're already looking past us. I don't, um, you know what? I don't think. I don't we have to look past you. Are, we have to. Yeah. I mean, I think the Oilers are, you know, are going to win this series. And I think most of us do. Most of us in oil country. And I'd say there's very few folks that have um, have money down on the on the Kings, um, but you know I think the Oilers understand, especially they've got the benefit of a little bit more experience from last year. Plus, they have the benefit of having been brought to seven games last year, and that's hard to forget, right? You know, so you you know I, I would be surprised if this team come comes in thinking this is going to be a cakewalk. Even the last game wasn't a cakewalk. I mean, it was two nothing. You know, it's not like the Oilers went out and scored their regular four, five, six goals, mm-hmm. right? They uh, they played tight defensively that game and came out with mm-hmm. a two nothing win. Uh, Angel says he's got a buddy who put three hundred on Kings to win the cup. That'd be a hell of a bet. <laughs> Some stranger says I'm excited about around this there on the Oilers. <laughs> I mean, this is, uh, that's another thing that, you know, I mean, you look up and down this lineup. I mean, you got Kane back uh, fully. You got Yamo, although there was a bit of a scare yesterday or today in practice. Took a puck to the head. I guess he came back. Uh, Costin's good. Fogel's in. McLeod's good. McDavid Drysaddle, I think, is the biggest one. I think in the second half of the season, that's, the, that's when Drysaddle actually became healthy. I felt like he played the first half of the season injured. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. High ankle sprains aren't easy to heal, man. Yeah. And he Plus finally, there was a game in which he tape. came out there and he started doing his one-timer again with a little bit of oomph. Yeah. You and I both saw earlier <laughs> in the year when he took his glove off, he had that tape on his wrist still one time. On yeah. Play. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jeff's chirping Anderson already. How do you think that one plays out? I mean, you think uh, you think anything happens? Mikey early? coming back? You mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a top pair defenseman. I think he's gonna get a full dose of Kane and Hyman and Drysidel and Fogel and just keep eating hits in the corner and until he can't anymore. I mean, that's that's it's an easy way to play a top pairing D. I think him and Doughty both. We just have to keep pounding him. 
Yeah, and this team, you know what they've now they've been together for two years, right? They've had Wood Woodcroft and and uh, team behind them for a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it's just not the same team anymore. Right? Second like best team in the NHL since yeah. Woodcroft took over. Yeah, it's a season and a half. Uh, is uh, if y'all are gonna play in the playoffs, he's expected back. He was day to day. I think he'll play. Yeah, he'll play. Uh, all right. What else we got here? What are you thinking? Well, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, would, at the sake of not repeating ourselves, I just think, you know, it feels different, man. And there's some some things that have happened this year. We're, we're breaking team records. We're not just breaking individual records anymore, right? Like, we're just things that are happening seem to be happening at the right time all the things you want to happen to your team have happened we've hit some adversity we've right like i if i i I don't know maybe this is stupid but if i'm boston a fan of boston a diehard i I might be a little worried like they just it came so easy to them this year you don't you know i know you have to be dominant to have the best season in the history of the nhl but like i'm I'm a little bit scared that President's Cup trophy curse comes and hits them and they just didn't have to see adversity all year and you know now all of a sudden it hits them in the head and they didn't know how to how to how to overcome it and you know I think the Oilers have been there we've overcome some injuries we've had to play 12 and 6 we've had to play 11 and 7 we've you know we didn't have the big big injuries and but that's a good thing right like we're going in healthy we're going in on a hot streak we're going in like all the things that we've checked in all the boxes i, I just it, it feels right the, the west is as easy as it's ever been it's not as easy as it's ever been that's a very poor way to put that it's as there's as much parity in the west as there's ever been yeah i think we're not- we're in a powerhouse division um the points prove it but i'm not scared of the kings i'm not scared of the knights i'm not scared of the new abs Without I don't. Landis I'm not Scott convinced. And without Kadri and without like, you know what I mean? Like, bring it. You know, I'm not saying any of them are going to be easy, but I'm not scared. And ultimately, right? Like, I just think these playoffs are going to be fascinating. You're looking over to the East and the Battle of New York, and you know, New Jersey's been one of the hottest teams in the year. And you laughed at me in the pregame show when I told you Jack Hughes would get at least 30 more points. And last time I checked, I think he almost doubled his point total. He got like 43 more points this year than he did the year before. That, But you can't count the Rangers out and, you know, Lightning Toronto rematch. How many of us are cheering for the Lightning more than we ever have? So I just think it's going to be... It's going to be fun, man. This is that's the, the eve of the most exciting, one of the most exciting days of the year. All right, let's look at the uh, let's look at the playoffs in a whole. I mean, you started talking about some of these teams. Uh, we'll start in the east and we'll make our way back down to the west and, and the Oilers in L.A. Sure. Uh, want to do some got, predictions or what do you want to do? Yeah, we're going to do some predictions. Let's mark them down here. Let's get these down. And uh, Kirk, get out your sharpie. Yeah, yeah, get out the sharpie, Kirk, because uh, we got this. We got this. We're gonna have a look here, and we're gonna see. I mean, uh, you know, Dash likes to remember the things I laughed at him for that he's right on, but uh, I also laughed at him when he it's said Calgary was gonna be number one in the <laughs> in the Pacific. That's the one I got wrong yeah, for he sure. Was close. So <laughs> the that might have been a poor pick. <laughs> yeah, there were a few. Few by everyone that day. Let's yep. see how the uh let's see how the playoffs go. Let me uh let me write these down because we're gonna come back to them. After every after every uh round, we'll come back and do another round um preview. But the first round. Also, um, if you guys, if you're listening in and you're on Twitter uh, and you're doing the NHL Bracket Challenge, make sure you join the Oilers Twitter uh, League. And that one's uh, being run by Glenn Ma. Most of the usual suspects on Twitter will be on there. When the, uh, when the link finally works on the NHL.com site, I'll put mine together. Um, and, uh, you know what, it's always a little bit of fun and see some names you already know. 
some good folks in there. All right, let's start with Boston and Florida. Of course, Boston's coming off a uh, record season, record-breaking season. Florida, you know, they, uh, they're they really fighting it right till the very end. Made it in, but they've got um, your favorite, Kachuk. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Kachuk's, um, you know, he's had a hell of a season. Love him or hate him, he's had a hell of a season. He's kind of, you know, he's he's proven that it's not just a Sutter coach team that he can do well on. He's, um, you know, he's been uh, been a good player for Florida this year. But, um, hey, they, uh, they're up against a tough matchup uh, in Boston. Thoughts on this one, Boston, Florida, and how many games? Boston in six. I am going to say uh, Boston in four. I think that one's going to be a sweep. All right. And, uh, you know, I, I think Boston will have, if they have any challenges, it's going to be because of the fact that they're going to uh, be coming out of a Boston-Florida series where I don't think it's going to be even even close uh and um i I actually think the challenge would be for them they're going to have some time off Mm -hmm. uh before they play you know either no adversity toronto or tampa bay right that's when um that's when things start to start to go some stranger says boston and five all right toronto and tampa bay this is a big one this year right i mean tampa bay kind of came Come limping into the into the playoffs this year. Vasilevsky's looked human, you can say. Uh, mm-hmm. Toronto's done really well. They've got O'Reilly playing the second line in between Nylander and Tavares. Um, you know, it's a different um, a different Toronto team. Obviously, uh, Matthews is not scoring at the same pace, though he did get forty goals this year. I don't know if you saw that milestone. Just incredible. Yeah. It just almost <laughs> never happens. I know. So there you have it. Uh, we get taken. Toronto. You want to give him some credits? I think he did lead forwards in the NHL and block shots. Did he? Massive. Did I did not know that. I mean, you know what? I. He's a great five-on-five player. He a is. Player. He's a hell of a fucking player. And power play plays <laughs> don't count. So yeah. I mean, really, that yeah makes Matthews almost the best. He's a hell of a player, but um, anyway. It's easy to get 88 assists on the power play. (laughs) That's right. Simple. Simple. (laughs) All right. Toronto, Tampa Bay. Okay, I'll start on this one. Okay. I am going to take – yeah, I want to – I'd like to think that Toronto at some point will get over this first round. Well, you're always Uh, wrong, so you should pick them. But I'm no, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay in six. I don't think it's even going seven this year. Where are you going? Lightning in seven. Bay in seven. All right, Angel's got Tampa over Toronto in six as well. Angel, you're a good man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up, we've got uh, the Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, I believe Svechnikov is still out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you're up. Games or, or Islanders? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go Islanders on this one, to be honest. Um, just the Canes have never really been built for the playoffs. And, you know, let's go Islanders and five. Islanders in five. <laughs> You're really, really saying there's nothing, uh, nothing there in, uh, in Kane country. All right. Never I'm going to count out yeah. Lou in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm, I'm taking the Islanders too, but I, I think they'll go seven. All right. Last one in the East. We've got um, the Rangers and the Devils, which I think is going to be a hell of a series. Yeah. And this is a tough one. Uh, but I feel like the Devils have just been so solid all year. Your favorite guy there, Hughes, all the points he put up. Uh, they just they look too good. 
pretty solid up and down the lineup. Like I think if anybody, this that's a team that you know out of the East could surprise everybody and make it to the finals. In my mind, the Devils. Yeah, I'm going to take the Devils in six. I'm in a bit of a controversy here because at the beginning of the year, I don't know if I need to stick with my predictions, but I predicted a Oilers Rangers final. I'd like to think that when you've got the firepower up front that the Rangers have, and I'd like to think that when you've got Shosturkin, who's arguably the second best goalie on the universe in the way of Ashleski's in playing, maybe maybe the best goalie. Um, you got two or three of the best defensemen in the league. You got Truba, who is absolutely devastating in the playoffs. That's tough, but I do feel that that top six in New York is going to have a tough time back checking there's not a lot of defense when you talk about Panarin and Tarasenko and Riot Kreider and I'm torn I really am I'm gonna say Rangers in seven Rangers in seven I am torn though all right well that's the first one we uh we've gone uh different ways on but I like you're sticking to your guns there. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, that's they've got the tools to do it. I just hopefully, well, I don't know. You know, we just talked whether momentum carries into the playoffs or not. And for our team, we'd like to think it does. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I always think. I mean, you get a few games off for the Oilers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of momentum. They had an easier, easier schedule down the stretch, but they still got it done. I mean, I, you know, the, what always sticks with me is every player that talks about it, talks about needing momentum down the stretch. You know, it's not like some analyst that's never played the game in their life, right? Yeah. Says, oh, momentum's important. The players say it's important. And that just sticks with me. Yeah. All right, let's move to the West. We'll, uh, we'll finish off with the Oilers and the Kings, but we'll start with the Golden Knights and the Jets. Obviously, a Golden Knights, uh, you know, best uh, best record in the uh, in the Western Conference. Oilers had a shot at it, didn't quite get it. Um, I'd say they had reasonably, you know, good last ten, six, one, and three. They looked good down the down the back stretch. Um, you know, a solid team. Biggest challenge for me is goaltending, obviously, and I think that's everybody would say the same. And then in uh, Winnipeg, you've got Hellebuck, who could, mm-hmm. who can win a series. And um, you know, I'm not convinced Eichel's the guy, right? Like I, I just, I'm not convinced they Stone's got. Stone's pretty good. You know, well, Stone, Stone is a difference maker on that team. When he's out of the lineup, they're, <laughs> they're like, you know, they're a completely different team. But, but um, you know, I don't think they got what they wanted out of Eichel. But you're 100 percent right about Stone. I'm going to go um, Jets and seven. And, and and I'm going to say it just on the strength of wow. luck. I'm not going to call you crazy. I'm not. Um, goaltending is so important in the playoffs. And when you've got that type of difference in goaltending, like I'm not convinced the Vegas Knights goaltending will carry them to the Stanley cup final by any stretch, but I do think that they've got enough protection around their goaltending with uh, Theodore and some of those players to get them through a round. Um, you might be right. If Hellebuck plays absolute on his head, Hellebuck, you might be right because if Vegas can't get it going offensively, then that levels the playing field. And then that's seven games that said, I don't think the Jets have enough consistency scoring-wise. I don't know when you've got your two best players at odds and they don't like each other and half the team doesn't like Shifley and the other half doesn't like – like it's it's not a good look. Um, the Jets turned it around, though, in their last, you know, six or seven. Yeah, games, sure. Right? And, they're, and they're coming in – you know, feeling it, right? Like they actually had to, they had to work to get into the playoffs, yeah. right? And Knights that, and five. You know, that counts for something. Knights and five. Wow. Is, uh, is Stone 100%? He's 
yeah, he's got a non-contact jersey on. That's as much that's as what I, that's what I, I that's what I mean. I mean, I, I just don't know if he's a hundred percent. I assume yeah. he is. They were trying to get him too. ready for uh, game one, but I haven't heard um, heard a hundred percent if he's going to be in the lineup or not. Yep, he is a difference maker for that team. There's there is no doubt at all. Uh, all right, uh, Ooh, we've Christina. got. Uh, Avalanche and Kraken, in my mind, probably the easiest series to call. Um, I, I'm gonna give really? the Kraken. You think the one Kraken are that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give, and this is being kind. Uh, off of pure adrenaline, first time in the playoffs. Um, you know, they'll win Game Three or Game Four, and uh, be Avs in five. Abs and four. I don't think I have to say why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if look, if it goes to four, I think uh, not a big surprise to me. But um, the type of play just, that got Seattle into the playoffs isn't going to last them. I mean, they, yeah. they were right leading our division at one point in time, and they had a sub nine hundred goals against average as a team at the time. Like it's yeah. it's not sustainable. They don't have enough scoring. They don't have enough high end scoring. They don't have good enough special teams. They don't have consistent enough goaltending, and it's the goddamn avalanche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I, as you know, as I said, if if anything, it's going to be you know adrenaline and first time in the playoffs in a wild and raucous crowd in Seattle that uh, that gets them a game. Uh, all right, this one, uh, next one, stars in the wild. In my mind maybe potentially one of the closest matchups uh, really, yeah? in round one. I think it might be Kings Oilers. Yeah. I, I disagree. I mean, I, I like the Kings, but uh, I'm going to say that uh, I think the Stars and Wild are going to be pretty darn close. Um, your thoughts? Who you got for this one? There's a lot of people overlooking Dallas. Um, I'd say there's a lot of, they would have been the team. I would have been (laughs) most scared to face in the first round. I think, to be honest, um, what they had like seven 20 goal scorers, never count Jamie Ben out in the playoffs. Uh, Ottinger was the best goalie in the playoffs last year. And one of the best goalies in hockey this year. So, I mean, you know, Robertson can snipe. They've got, high-end players, good solid D, good systems. So I, I think they're being overlooked. I, I I think we'll probably see them down the road, not Colorado, to be honest. Um, But that's another episode. So I'll go uh, stars in five. Stars in five. I'd take, I'll take the stars as well. Um, and I don't think anybody's overlooking the stars. I think maybe they're overlooking Dallas, <laughs> if anybody, or the Wild rather. I was like, "What's the difference?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think that um, if the Wild come up against anybody yeah. but Dallas, I might say that. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, this is um, it's going to come down to though, and this, I, I do think this is maybe the the closest series, maybe not the best series, but I think it'll be the closest series. You've got uh, stars and and five, you said? I say stars and five. Yeah. Unless, you know, and here's my caveat. It's the same caveat I gave you with Winnipeg. If, If Hellebuck stands on his head and they go seven, they could win it. If Fleury stands on his head and it goes seven, Minnesota could win it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say uh, stars in seven, and I and I think it's just gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a war. You know, it's it'll it'll be a war. Goaltending is gonna be outstanding. I mean, Ettinger, like, I mean, he played his heart out last season in the playoffs. A guy like that obviously gets up to the challenge of playoffs. Unbelievable, right? Yep. Um, I mean, he got beat by the Flames. Let's not give him too much credit. All right, so we both have, uh, <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. Yeah, <laughs> percent. Uh, so we both we both agree on Boston, Tampa Bay Islanders. We disagree on the Rangers or the Devils, Knights and the Jets, and then we're both in um, on the Stars. 
Let's talk about the uh, series that matters. Oilers and the Kings starts tomorrow night, 8 p.m., sometime just before midnight in uh, Atlantic Canada. Um, what are you taking? I got, you know, here, here's the thing. I know this shouldn't carry through the off season, but the Oilers have had a reputation of needing to get slapped in the face before they get pissed off. It happened with the flames last year. It happens in every single regular season game. How many times have we been scored on first and come back and win in the last two seasons? Bet you we probably lead the NHL in that, giving up the first goal and still winning. So the Kings are going to give us a run. I think it's going to be a war. I do. I think they've got uh, truculence on both sides. Uh, there may even be injuries that come out of this series. It's going to be the Oilers in seven, but then the Oilers don't look back. That's that's the war they needed to get through to solidify gel. And I don't think another series will be more than five or six games after that. Only one guy in the chat's taking the Kings. <laughs> He's on the right show. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. be outnumbered, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I do I appreciate you, Angel, for stepping in and taking yeah, the chirps and uh and being here. Um I I think this is the year for the Oilers. Um you know, they've taken a couple steps the way they need to. I just, you know, the um, offensive firepower isn't there for the Kings, right? Like They have the depth, though. They've got the depth. They don't have they're the 50-goal scorers, but they yeah. got a shitload. And clutch guys, man. Kopitar's clutch. Daniel is clutch. Doughty is clutch. Like, those guys know how to score when it matters. Not to mention, it hasn't been brought up yet, but Todd McClellan knows our weaknesses. Yeah, this is a different team. Different, I know. And and it's not even. This is a. We we we've witnessed a different Connor McDavid. This year than we've ever seen. A guy that he just you know he seems determined to take the next step. I'm gonna take. You know I'm I'm hesitant because I I don't think L.A. is gonna be an easy out. Um. But I'm going to take the Oilers in five. Oh. And I hope you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the um, thing is, you know, the Oilers are coming off of a high. They, uh, you know, I think defensively they can finally, you know, they can play the game defensively. And I, like, I, yeah, I like, look. Buddy, let's give the Kings some credit, though. Like, I'm not. I, I'm not I mean, I'm not taking that away from the on Kings. March 9th, that the Oilers would win the play the division. All they've done since March 9th is go 15, 1, and 2, and they still couldn't do it. Yeah, but here, look at it this way, right? Like just it, Oilers in five isn't so much about not giving the Kings credit. It's about saying this is a different Oilers team. That's what it's about. Sure. I don't that's, think it's that that's big the way I, that's the way I look at it. This is not this is I don't think that's you know, you could have I mean let's look at that, you know, play in round against the Jets. Right? Three games was the equivalent of what seven games? <laughs> right? Five or five yeah. and a half or something like that with yeah. all the overtimes. Yeah. And it was and it was not like the Oilers weren't an easy out. The playing round was when we lost to Chicago. Was or the not Chicago, sorry, the, the year after, sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I knew what you meant, yeah, but yeah, I'll just clarify. Yeah, of course. I'd... But the Oilers weren't an easy out, right? That's right. Not even a little, no. And I don't think, they, I don't think the Kings are going to be an easy out. So you're but calling think... the Kings of this year the Oilers of versus the Jets? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I think that the Kings are going to make it difficult. And the Oilers are going to win some tough games, but they're going to win them. Because I, I think that this is this is the kind of team that we have this year. 
It's not an angel. I know he's, he's saying that's a bad take. You are a homer. And I appreciate <laughs> you calling me a homer, angel. Uh, I think the Kings have a hell I, of a team. I don't agree team. with him either, angel. <laughs> I think the Kings have a hell of a team. I just think that this Oilers team is different this year. This is not the I, same Yeah, team. I don't disagree They're going to come in there and they're going to win too this much series. Credit. They're not going to be given the series. Like this, this could be the hardest five games that they play. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but you want to keep that <laughs> Jeff, same comparison. Jeff, Skinner Jeff needs... asking what the hell is a Hummer. <laughs> it's, a, uh... it's a guy that uh, chirps Michael on our network that doesn't spell very well. So yeah. he means to call him a homer, not, but he not keeps accidentally putting an extra M in there. So it's been this ongoing inside joke at Heavy Hockey that Michael is a homer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he is being a homer because uh, for that to happen and Skinner needs to go full 2021 Hellebuck, which means he needs to let in no more does than he? three or four goals does in the first he, five does, games. Does Skinner need to do that, or does do Connor and Leon need to take control and win this win this series? I think in order to beat the Kings in five games, you are going to need stellar goaltending. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, you're you going to need. You think we're going to put up a touchdown to every game to win the playoffs? You need stellar goaltending. So it's Oilers in five, and we've scored 25 goals by them. No, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that at all. I think you're missing the point here. I'm not saying the Kings are going to be an easy five. Right? I think, you know, you can, you just like I just like I just said, like the Oilers went out against the Jets, and what was it, an easy sweep? <laughs> nope. Was maybe the, maybe the closest sweep in the history of the, <laughs> of the playoffs. That yeah, I've yeah, you could have put a piece of paper in between their stats, but yeah, right? it was 4-0. That's that's how I think this series is going to be. But I think right. that I, I get think your point. That, I, I think disagree. that the uh, the difference is McDavid and Drysaddle this year are on a different level. And uh, Ekholm, I don't even know that we've seen the best of Ekholm yet. Oh, that's scary. If not, because he was plus twenty eight and twenty one games. I know. He was, <laughs> like I think you know he's not been on a team like this. Well, that's that's a lie. They've had some pretty damn good teams. No, he hasn't though, been but, on a team. But like he hasn't this. been on a the, team. What's like the this. best forward Ekholm's ever played with? Duchesne. Right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Enough said. I rest my case. Yeah, there's no way he's been on a team like this. All right, we're uh, we're closing in on the hour here. You are Woodcroft. There's no doubt in anybody's mind, at least I don't think, that Stuart Skinner is uh, is starting, if it's not already been announced. Um, what? How long? How long does he have? If if things go south in Game One, do you start Campbell in Game Two, or you go back to? Uh... No, you don't even think about Campbell until you're down three zero. Agreed. And even then, <laughs> I mean, and even then, uh, totally agree. Good enough. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. in the yeah, last two games, good... sure. But whether that carries you through into the playoffs, I mean, whatever. Ultimately, you know what? I You go down 0-3 to the Kings and you stick Campbell in and you come back and win the series. Well, I guess you got your starter for the playoffs, don't you? So we'll see. That's pie in the sky. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. To finish this off tonight, who's the X factor for the Oilers? So we, you know, not not named, obviously not the obvious ones, not McDavid and not Dreisaitl. Who's who's the guy that, you know, who's who's this year's Pisani? Not between the pipes? Because it's Skinner not is my between answer. Not between the pipes. Yeah, yeah. Vander Kane. Vander Kane. All right. Seven goals in seven games versus the Kings last year. He humbles them in the scrums. He scores goals. He scores them when they count. He gives Dreisaitl a one-two punch behind Nugent McDavid like you wouldn't believe. Andrew Kane. Here's the big thing for me when when I you know I I thought about this. I knew I was going to ask you this question. <laughs> He'll lead right. the series in hits and goals. That's yeah, yeah, pretty good. If you had said uh, you you say Evander Kane, great. 
You know what? Hundred percent. I said Hyman, great. If I said Newton, great. That's, if I said that's, McLeod, that's, great. That's the kicker, right? <laughs> I know Isn't what it? you're saying, bro. Yeah. yeah. Let alone like, Janmark. Like it's really unfair that we keep relying on Janmark for all this. It's unfair. It's so unfair. unfair. I mean, Derek Ryan could play a big part in these playoffs these year. This year, I mean, that's how. That's all he does is reach double digits in goals on the fourth line without playing any special teams whatsoever every year. What else do you want from the guy? Yeah, he's unreal. But Hyman, Nuge, Kane, the only guy that, um, you know, and, and he plays a different role. Fogel could be a difference yeah. maker, buddy. Yeah, yeah. The only guy I don't look at in that sort of way is maybe Yamo, but he plays a different role on this team. You know? That's right. Yeah, plays a different yeah. role. Or Jan Marquez. That guy's being yeah. sarcastic there, obviously. But, but you could go down to uh, defense. Mm-hmm. Bouchard, you could have said. Wouldn't have argued mm-hmm. with you, right? Mm-hmm. Deharnay yeah. might have some of the biggest games of his life going into the playoffs. Right. I've said it many times. We come out of this playoff saying he's matured like, like a new Chara for our team. That's why I said five. Oilers in five. It says a lot that they aren't. Did you see the opening day lineup? Daharney's in. Yeah, right? well, yeah. When, no, he's in. That's that says a lot. It does. Uh how about the X Factor for the Kings? Huh. I mean, we weren't counting Skinner, I guess, for the Oilers, but if you had, I'd say Corpusalo is the uh the big thing in my mind. Depends on how he plays. Sure. I mean, I wasn't allowed yeah. to pick Skinner, so yeah, that's fine. But if you go, if you go um, outside of that, you know, a guy like uh, sometimes a guy that makes a big difference, you know, especially um, the experience that he brings, like Dino, could be a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think Dino has that ability, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um geez, that's tough to say. Like I think if we're just picking non-goalies, then partially I want to pick, you know, maybe just a Doughty or a Kopitar based on they've been there before, they they know what to do and they know how to do it, but yeah, it's hard not to pick to know. He's just so good all over the ice. You know, and and look, you know, I look at this again. I mean, you know, and, and Angel, a lot of respect for you. Um, but you think about X factors and you, and you talk about the Oilers and you got to take two guys off of your list before you talk about the X factor because you know that they're going to be, I mean, they were the leading scorers in the playoffs last year. Uh, and it's not going to change this year. Might even be, they might even uh, outperform. Um, but with the Kings, I mean, you know, you could maybe take Kopitar off that list, but nah, you know what? He's, you know, there's there's no gimmies on this Kings team in terms of, you know, who's going to come out and be the, you know, the best King. And uh-huh. it's just uh, it's just two different teams now. With the Kings, they play they play solid. Um, you know, McClellan might not have been the right coach for Edmonton, but he certainly he's done a good job. And defensively, they're you know structurally they're you know absolutely outstanding. Um, they took the others to, to seven games last year. I just think that um, you know you can't count them out, and and I'm not counting them out just because I said they're in five. I mean, they, uh, they're going to be a good team. Byfield is a hell of a player, right? I mean, if yeah, if I went for, yeah, I mean, I said Dino, but Byfield can be a real difference maker in a game, right? He's, um, you know, he plays a pretty solid game. Angel said uh, Viardi. I think he's day-to-day right now. A lot of good players yeah, on this. I wasn't sure if he was playing. A lot of good players on this uh, on this team. All right. We're at the top of the hour. We just made an hour. It's been great seeing you. I haven't uh, seen you well, buddy. Yeah, in well. two weeks. Feels like forever. We're gonna be uh, on this. I might. Um, I might start to do some lunchtime shows over the playoffs. 
start talking some hockey, get some guests. Make sure everybody checks out heavyhockey.com. Bruce McCurdy just did part two. He's comparing the um, Oilers dynasty years to, you know, what they could learn this year from those years. Um, lots of good things going on at Heavy Hockey. We'll, we'll have tons of different, tons of content uh, during the playoffs. So check out heavyhockey.com. Anything new with you, Dash? Just excited for it all to get going, buddy. I got tickets to game two, so uh, I'm gonna call it a guaranteed win on Wednesday. I don't know when we're gonna get back on the on the show again. If we'll stick to Tuesday night and talk in between or how that's going to work. I know you got a busy week, but so do I. Yeah, I'm going to try my best to avoid during playoff time. Like during playoff hockey. So if we can uh if we can take some uh time during the day, I'm I'm going to do that if it's a half hour each day, maybe uh in between games and then take a little bit of a break when the Oilers uh if they have any breaks, if they go 7, they they probably only have a game. If they go five, they'll have uh, <laughs> have a lot. Angel says, I talk a lot, so I can host something maybe. <laughs> Send me a DM on Twitter, Angel. At Oilers Live. <laughs> we'll chat. We'll give you the reins to an L.A. New heavy hockey Kings analyst, Angel. Definitely. Give you the reins to an L.A. Kings episode. All right, folks, everybody out there and Twitter land and YouTube, everything like that. We're going to end it as we always do. Oh, scares me because this is such an important episode. Uh, but I want to say thank you to everybody who keeps coming out. We had a good crowd oh, today. Lots of chat on there. Lots of different things happening. Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. You name it, we're streaming there. Uh, check out, as I said before, make sure you get on uh, Facebook at uh, youtube.com or youtube.ca. doesn't matter, slash heavy hockey. Give us a subscription. Let's take this into the, um, into the playoffs. Let's have some fun. Dash and I will be back as often as possible uh, to talk some hockey. I'm going to get some gifts out pretty quick uh, for Oilers land. I think the I'm I'm trying to figure out what the uh, Oilers hashtag is going to be um, for the uh, for the playoffs, and I, I gave a couple of options on um, on Twitter, and uh, right now sixteen hashtag sixteen Labambas is in the lead, which I like. It's a good one. I like that one. Wasn't mine. I asked some people. I asked uh, Twitterland what they thought would be a good one. I do like that one. Little tribute to uh, Mr. Joey Moss himself. Too bad that he can't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that was. Thanks for that one, Angel. That's <laughs> good. It is good though. That's a solid chirp. That's a solid chirp. I'll give you that one. Angel says, uh, for those of you not on there, although I think you can see it if you're watching live, says uh, hashtag. I hope we win. Um, all right. Obviously, that's enough for me. Uh, I'm going to give the uh, reins over to Dash for the last word. As everybody knows, uh, my guests always get the last word. I put the mic on mute and uh, hope to hope to hell that uh, I don't regret it. This is no different than any other time. (laughs) Dash, you're up. Thanks for joining the show tonight. We'll talk soon. I'm not going to let you down. Eve of the playoffs. What do we need here, buddy? It's, you know, like we need a pep talk. I think that's what's coming. Honestly, is all it is. This is, this is our time, buddy. It's, it's, it's what we've always wanted. This season has been epic. You know, look back to the ups and downs last year. It was up and down and the roller coaster. We'd never had a bigger roller coaster season than last year. All of a sudden we walk into this season where season where for crying out loud, the Oilers, hired a full-time guy just to put white tape around the pucks because there's so many records being broken night after night after night which which angle do you want to look at it from like from the net okay well Stu's breaking wins in a month records by Fuhrer he's he's winning you know more wins in a season than Grand Fuhrer we've acquired the most dominant 
trade that trade deadline acquisition in the entire in the entire league. He's absolutely like what did I say? Plus twenty eight and twenty one games. Who does that? Plus twenty eight is an entire season of pluses, let alone the final stretch. He's made Bouchard into a beast more so than Keith ever could. Um, we've got the Bouch bomb. We've got what what all he did is make the best power play in the history of hockey even better. That bodes well for us. We pick up Bugstad and Ekholm and these guys at the deadline, and all of a sudden our penalty kill is top three in the league instead of bottom ten in the league. We've got more penalty kill goals than the rest of the league. We've got a healthy dock. We've got a sheltered dock. We've got McDavid's goals and McDavid's assists and Dreisaitl's goals and Nuge's points and a power play that rotates better than anything we've ever had before. We've got the most advanced dynamic whatever the hell you want to call him he's the most advanced player in the history of hockey and and his rider dies the best passer in the game and his rider die is the only active player in the league that has 350 goal seasons that isn't named ovechkin his rider die dominated the flames last year on one f and leg and Brie gretzky's records doing it we've got peak nuge this year We've got last year's playoff goal leader in Kane, seven versus the Kings. We've got a third line with speed. We might have the best fourth line in hockey. We've had the best team in the NHL since Woody took over. We're the best team in the NHL this calendar year. We've had a 15, 16 game streak coming in. We're the hottest team in the NHL. What else do we want? What does this mean? It means Stu won't be beat. It means Kane will bring us off our feet. It means Hyman won't stop. It means this is our time, you guys. We've got the Viking. We've got it all. Like Rogers Place is going to rock. The tailgating is going to rock. There's going to be 40,000 people downtown carrying the passion through this city. Like, you want to see the parade? You better get in line because it's, it's our goddamn time. Let's get to work. Right. Oilers Life.